Dexter Stucky presents Industry Friends. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Industry Friends. I'm Dexter Stucky, your host. I have in the building today with me one of my longtime friends, uh, longtime friends rather, uh, Mr. Jared Pearson, who is the director of Hemp Merchant Accounts at BMJ Group. Jared, welcome That's to the right. show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Just so people know that what this this uh, edition is about, the the industry that you're in is the medical marijuana uh, group. Yeah, I, I would I would classify more as the cannabis cannabis industry. industry. Yeah. Okay, it's it's it encompasses marijuana, medical marijuana versus you know recreational and uh, medicinal, and then hemp. Okay, which started out more uh, medicinal, but now it's become it has some recreational parts to it as well. Okay. We're going to get into all that in just a second. Okay. Um, so I always start to show off with a personal story, like how I know the person, if I actually do know them. Jared, I've, I've known since I moved to Philadelphia. When I first came here, I was in fourth grade. And like right away, like we became friends. Like yeah. He's probably, no, definitely like the first friend that I've made, like in the city of Philadelphia. Like we had so much in common. Um, we actually... I felt I feel like we I've I don't know about you, but I know with me, like I dealt with my first battle of racism, like with you. And mm-hmm. I think that if I didn't have you specifically, I don't think I would have like managed to like make it through it as easily as I did. So basically what happened was there was a situation where we were both invited to a pool party. Um right. we're the only two black people who were invited, if I'm not mistaken, and definitely the only two males, black males that yeah, were invited. Yeah. And it was a predominantly um, white school that we were in. And then we were told shortly after that, you know, like, oh, like, my dad doesn't want guys to be at the party. And, like, I guess neither one of us really thought much of it. I know I didn't think much of it. But then after, like, the party happened, it was like a lot of white guys were like, oh, you know, I was there and it was fun. And And then that's when we kind of, like, knew, like, we weren't invited because we were black. And I remember being, like, annoyed by it and being upset by it, and you were just like, like, whatever. Like, it does, it's not that big. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know if I told you this part of the story, but she I, she actually gave me an invitation, and then she she, had, she said she had to take it back. Yeah. She said her dad wanted her to take it back, and I I kind of felt it wasn't because I was a boy. It was because I was black. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she just wasn't going to say that because maybe she didn't feel like that at the time, but, you know. Well, she does now because I seen her yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, you told me that. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Um, it gets crazy because I know that the club that just was held at, it was called the Quartet Club. And I oh, drive, okay. drive, when I lived in the area, I would drive by it and I would see it and I'd always get like, damn, I was supposed to go there for that pool party <laughs> and it didn't happen. <laughs> All right, well, that was like decades ago. Like yeah. now you are currently in the cannabis industry. Yeah, um, and it's. <sighs> See, my, my situation is unique because it's it's the cannabis industry, but it's the same time for me, more specifically, merchant services. Okay. The moving of money, the being, being able to accept, you know, Visa and MasterCard and, and all that for your business is not as simple as people think. That That's really what my background is, but the need became very big in the cannabis space. So then I just kind of rolled into that. And now that's, that's almost all that I do now. Okay. Before it was... I mean, we still touch a lot of other high-risk stuff. I'll still work on, you know, airlines and, and stuff like that. Uh, but cannabis has become the focus for, like, the last three years. Going on four years, it's been just cannabis. More specifically, hemp, because hemp is, is legal across the country. What is hemp? Hemp is the—so uh, it's, it's, a, it's a cannabis plant, but it's naturally THC-recessive. THC, of course, is the 
the piece of the plant that is the big, big to do. That that's what's federally illegal. You can't move plants with, that have THC, uh, a high THC content, rather mm-hmm. across state lines. It's, it's a federal crime. But that's why you have certain states like Colorado, California. You have, you have DC, you have Jersey, where it's it's legal there medicinally mm-hmm. and recreationally in some states. Because the, the THC content's higher, you can only buy it and sell it in that state. You can't take it out oh, wow. of that state. Hemp, you can, so long as you have uh, w- w- what's called a COA or a certificate of analysis that proves this plant was tested. It has less than uh, 0.03% THC in it. So you can give hemp to your dog. Like We, have, we actually have a company that, that sells products as well. The and they products. give it, what does it do for the dogs? It helps calm them down. A lot of dogs that, you know, get nervous, uh, thunderstorms or whatever. You know, dog, animals have anxiety issues too. Mm. I don't know if people realize that, but you can actually give, and I actually gave one to uh, one of my aunt's dogs and it was very, very calm. So it's not like you're getting the dog high. You can't get high from, uh, from hemp, from smoking hemp. Okay. You could smoke hemp as well. It looks and smells like regular weed, but it's the hemp plant. And you'd have to, it, it's... It's the same comparison to like non-alcoholic beer. You mm-hmm. have to drink a vat, like a, a lot of it. A lo- I mean, to a get lot those effects, to get yeah. drunk. Yeah, you'll get buzzed because you, it you'll has feel the relaxing it. aspect. Yeah, but you're not gonna get drunk. Wow. Okay. You'd have to. You'd have to. So the same thing with hemp plant. You'd have to smoke an unbelievable amount of hemp to get high from it. Some people might. Some people <laughs> might. You, you can try. <laughs> That'll be interesting. I'm sure somebody's gonna try it one day. So. How exactly did you get into this? So, like, before you were working as, like, what? Like, what were you doing so before? I'm, I'm Actually, I'm doing the same thing I was before, just to focus is hemp. So my, my main job before is the director of high risk. High risk in the merchant services industry is uh, anything that, that poses a potential risk of a, of a financial loss to a processor or to a bank. So just a quick example, a limousine company, you wouldn't think – that would be considered high risk, but it is. Mm-hmm. Why? A lot of people are paying in advance. Things come up. Things change. They're putting hundreds of thousands of dollars down. Uh, all of a sudden, the company doesn't want to give them their money back, so they charge it back. A chargeback is a financial loss. It's a headache to deal with. Mm-hmm. Therefore, that business is high risk. Okay. Furniture, same thing. It's future delivery. You pay for it. It gets to your house like it's the wrong color. You're pissed. You charge. You don't back. want to pay for it's, it, yeah. It's, finan- it's like potential risk. It doesn't mean it's definitely going to happen, but the potential aspect, that's what it is. Now, what so, are the potential risks with, within this industry, the cannabis industry? Nobody, everybody thinks it's weed. Okay. And part of my job every day is to help these, as educating business owners. We're, we're not only providing them a solution so that they can accept Visa and MasterCard and all, and all that stuff, but we're helping them to give off the appearance that they are legitimate and they're not selling weed. Mm. Some people might have a hemp business, you know, disguise it as a hemp business, but they're actually selling regular marijuana. So our part of our job is to make sure that that's not the case, number mm-hmm. one. Number two, that if anybody gets audited, we have lab reports for every single product that these people are selling. Okay. From whether it's vape, whether it's a lotion, whether it's candy, or the, the hemp. People actually sell hemp joints. You said lotion? Cigars. Yeah. You can put CBD or, or hemp in anything. You put the lotion on your skin, and what does that do? Well, depending on the the, the strength of it, so uh, I'll give you an example. We have a product called Muscle Freeze, and it has a high amount of uh, hemp in it or CBD. The point of it is to help heal whatever you put 
whatever y'all put it on. So like uh, my mother actually had like a nodule or whatever on her wrist. Mm-hmm. She put some of it on it, and the next day the nodule had gone down significantly. Okay, and that was her first experience. Like like the stuff actually works. So I mean you can and you can put it anywhere your neck or whatever's hurting, and it's gonna take care of that. So are you testing products out like often? I mean, yeah. Anything we get in, we're gonna we're gonna test. Like, I actually had gotten a tattoo <laughs> last year, and we had this uh, hand cream that I just started putting on there because it had CBD in it, and the tattoo healed a lot better than, than, than it normally it. would. Yeah. Okay. And so now we're trying to figure out how we can get that on the market as a tattoo product because it, 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 it at first wasn't. I'm really fascinated. I'm like super fascinated <laughs> by this stuff already. It's it's deep. It, there's a lot. So when they came to you and they're like, okay, like this is the project we want you to start working on, like did you have any reservations about it? There was no talk about that. What happened is uh, we just started getting phone calls and emails. Hey, we're, we're trying to sell our hemp products and we need a merchant account. Oh, that's it? Yeah, and it just became more and more and more and more to the point now where we've probably talked if, – if the market has, I don't know, 800,000 hemp stores, we've mm-hmm. probably talked to 700,000 of them at this point. Like that's it, it's eighty or ninety percent we've we've talked to or worked with. But I guess it's a good thing though they're going through like the proper protocols to get things done for them versus just oh you, you to need if you have a website you need to sell you need to be able to accept uh, payment and yeah. what happens is ninety five percent or more I'd say ninety eight percent of the banks and the credit card processors out there they don't want to deal with it okay the reputational risk you know they have, they have they have a board they have some of them are public and if people think they're in the cannabis space mm-hmm. they can say well we're, we're we're taking our money out out of that. It's a it's a potential risk or it's a threat for them. So a lot of them don't want to deal with it, even though hemp's legal. You know, it's funny too because like I remember like when we got back into communication, you and I like we were talking about like what we were doing. I'm like, oh, I work in the media and media industry, industry, so forth and so on. And you're like, well, you know, I've been dabbling in the cannabis industry, and like I like that you say it so like openly and freely. And at the time, I was just like. Okay, like so he's dealing drugs, <laughs> and 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 you're not though. And I'd like the like now you're now that you ex- explained it like that. It's like you're not doing anything that's illegal. One and also you're you're basically there's nothing to be like ashamed of with it. No, and I think a lot of people like what have that that mindset of the reputational thing what they're like I don't want to be considered like a drug dealer. I don't want right. to be like I'm touching drugs and everything. So for people who are who would hear this show and they think about getting into that type of industry, what advice would you give them? Do your homework. Mm-hmm. Make sure you understand the difference between hemp and marijuana and you understand what's going on. Like uh, sign up for the newsletters from companies like you have law firms that are dedicated to getting people out of jail because they were arrested for having hemp on them. And that's, there is a difference. Yeah, because even law enforcement is like, no, it's weed. But could you, if you looked at it, would you know the difference? Like the average person, would they no. know? Okay. It looks exactly the same. Uh, and I, I can tell you, sometimes we walk in our office and because we have hemp joints that get, uh, the, the, the flower actually gets delivered to us. Hmm. And sometimes you walk in and it smells like. How convenient. People are smoking <laughs> when it's all hemp. Okay. I, we've, we've actually had uh, law enforcement come there before, not because they, they thought we were doing drugs, but. When they they came there on you know un, unrelated things, uh, just just whatever. But uh, we, we we educated them on it. Mm-hmm. You know they wanted to take some of it back and, and test, it, test or... it. And it's there's there's nothing to report on. It, the THC content is so low. It's funny because like the more you see people say like you know we're going to make marijuana legal or we want to try to like 
just figure this whole industry out. Like you do see a lot of people say like, well, what about the people who are currently in jail for marijuana charges? Do you guys get questions like that? I, I know that's not necessarily your no what we, you're trying to do, but we don't. I mean, I haven't. Um, what the questions we get are more business related, and then people want to know about the status of this bill and that law and stuff like that. Um, but that's something I think about all the time, especially mm-hmm. how many black people are in jail for having a little tiny bag on them and yeah. in jail for 15 years. You know, it, it's weird because I, I didn't know that. Like I knew people would get arrested for like drugs and like X amount of drugs, whatever. But I never knew like the sentencing for that. Like I wouldn't really pay attention to it. You know what I mean? That's not like. Yeah, it's 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 to me, it's a manipulation of the law. Yeah, because you, you can find little loopholes and little things to go like, oh, well, if you had a this on him, he could be connected to that. So we think he's a potential threat. So therefore sit in jail for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. And that's literally what happens to a lot, of, a lot of people. Black and Hispanic people are just rotting because they had a plant on them. And you think about it, like, if you go to, if you look at the, the stats and the things that are happening in, in states like Colorado where it's legal recreationally and how they've, their, their crime is dropping, has dropped significantly. In Colorado? Yeah. Okay. And the, the, the amount of tax money that they have from the, from the dispensaries to be able to now take that money and improve the schools and improve areas that were not, you know, that were dilapidated or whatever, like that's all because of this plant and it's helping people as well. Like there are doctors who you can go to that will prescribe you marijuana and you take that prescription and you go to a dispensary and you get it because you have chronic pain. Uh, speaking of dispensaries, I've noticed they've started to pop up more in Philadelphia too. Yeah. And like I was having a conversation with someone before who was looking to not for health purposes, they were looking at for rec- like recreational right. purposes. Um, and they wanted, and they were like, you oh, know, you can do it there. Like, you can get it and do whatever you need to do there. But you have to, and I don't know if this is true, so I'm, I'm really asking you. They said you have to surrender your, like, gun licenses. Uh, like, you can't, you can't get a gun, basically. You, you, you have to give up the right to carry. I had heard, I heard something like that. I don't know how true it is. Uh, Pennsylvania is still one of the states that it's not loosely, it's not available uh, recreationally. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say recreational is more popular the medicinal, but I think it's going to be. Um, oh, for I mean, because it will make sense. Like, yeah, I mean, when even today now, when people say I'm going to Colorado, they go, "Oh, you're going, you're going over there to smoke." I said that to you. Yeah, when you said you were going to Colorado, <laughs> I was like, "Are oh, you going to go smoke?" <laughs> I mean, that's one of the when we we had gone over there for a uh, a conference uh, this time last year, and that was one of the first things we did was go to a dispensary. And get, oh, to smoke. Yeah, to get to get edibles and a, and a vape pen. Oh, so and, I was right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny because like when I went to Las Vegas, I I did that twice. Okay, like I um I don't know I, more so not say, not necessarily because I thought it was like a cool thing to do, but I just was curious about it, and I was mm-hmm. curious about the the like process of it. The first now the first time I went into a dispensary. I don't really remember much of it just because of my, my mindset at the time. But the second time, like, I was very, like, alert and sober. So, okay, like, okay. I was, like, looking at it. And, it. and the way it ran was so, like, professional clean. to me. Yeah, it's very, very clean. clean. It's very professional. Like, when, you, when, when I went in there, like, the guy, there's a guy at the front. And he's mm-hmm. talking to me. He's getting my information and everything. It wasn't like you're just walking in there. No, they get your ID. Yeah. They may ask you what you're here. Like, are you, are you here mm-hmm. to get specific or whatever? But, yeah, it's, it's very professional. But then when you go behind that door, still professional, but, like, Jesus Christ. That smell. Like, you smell the smells. Then... The, like, I don't know. It was, It's like, for some people, maybe like a, like a, like a candy store in a sense because mm-hmm. there's so much. And there's so much, like, that 
for me personally, I know I'm not educated on it. I'm just like, oh, can I just have an edible? And they're like, <laughs> what kind? And then they go through this whole list of yep. stuff. And I'm just like, look, I, whatever. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and I can see why people make so much money off of this industry. Right. And I can see, like, why it's, like, thriving the way that it is. Where do you see it going? It's not stopping. Okay. It is going to be so much bigger. I mean, you have, when we go to different uh, expos, we see, every time I go, I see at least one other new thing that I didn't see before related to cannabis. Uh, one thing I saw that was really interesting is you have re- resorts now where it's a cannabis-focused resort. In, like, where? Uh, Jamaica, for for example. Okay. That, that was where I saw this one. Makes sense. Uh, but even in Colorado, you have retreats in the mountains that are just nice, luxurious places, but they're cannabis-friendly. You, you don't see that a lot, too. Well, exactly. obviously, because it's not. You can't like, go yeah. to the Hilton and and smoke all you want. They're going to kick you out. Isn't it odd, though, that there are places that are welcoming people uh, to smoke cannabis or weed, but th- some of these same places won't let you smoke cigarettes, though? Like, <laughs> and, and I think that kind of speaks to, like, the, the health risk with cigarettes and maybe, like, the health benefits of smoking cannabis yeah. or weed or marijuana. And there's a lot of health benefits. I mean, we've... One of the things I was telling somebody the other day is we we have THC receptors in our body, like actual to meet with that, like for you when you ingest it, however you ingest it, there's a, there's a receptor in your body for it. Really? Yes. Now, did you know this stuff before, or did you learn it as you were? I didn't know one thing about about it. it, it the first the first first time I went to Colorado was just, was to visit my uncle. I wasn't going over there on, on business, and I didn't know anything about it then. Like mm-hmm. I, I went into a dispensary then, but I was still like, it, it, it hadn't come up in my in my profession yet. So I was just completely blind to it. But we we've become experts in in this stuff. That's why I'm able to talk about it because we have to know it. People call us up sometimes and go, "How are you guys doing this? This is illegal." Like they don't understand the rules. They don't understand how things work. They're now, not paying attention to it. Now, when you do get a call like that, how do you respond to it? I, depending on how uh, uh, aggressive they are, yeah. it, it, it's, it may start out with me just trying to calm them down. But then I, I usually ask them a bunch of questions. Well, where did you get that information from? What did are you say? just shooting from the hip? Or like, okay. Oh, I read this, such and such. Okay. First of all, that's old. <laughs> so let's look at uh, let's look at the updated version of that. Like, uh, for example, there was a hemp bill that was just passed in December. I think it was signed last month that finally separates uh, hemp from the marijuana plant Mm -hmm. and the the THC aspect. Because there was a clause, uh, very, very old, I want to say it may be uh, like 1930. It may be older than that. I'm not 100% sure. I don't remember the date. But it was very old where at some point they decided hemp and marijuana are the same thing. Okay. So it was illegal federally for a long time. Even uh, even up as, as recent as, as last year. To uh, carry hemp as well? Yeah, technically it was. Um, but then you had the farm bill that in 2014 that said it was a uh, an agricultural product. So you had a battle between uh, – the government was basically fighting itself. Mm-hmm. One department said it's the same as marijuana, and the other one said, no, it's not. So how like how do you resolve that, or how did they it, resolve that? The, the resolution was that the, the hemp law that was just signed – that says it's that they're separate. Okay. So now we've been getting calls. Well, now that the hemp bill is passed, you should be able to provide us with all types of flexible options and 
and whatnot, and the rate should be a lot lower for the for the cars. And I said, no, that's not, <laughs> not the way it works. Well, why not? And my best example is uh, the porn industry. Mm-hmm. The porn is legal, but you have banks and credit card processors that's, that don't want to touch it because it's their rep- reputation. Yeah. Risk. So they're like, once I say that, then you hear the, because oh because they, they get it. Like, like yeah, that's a great example too. But that, and that's exactly what it is. Just because it's legal doesn't mean, you know, banks want to deal with it. Yeah. Not every bank wants to deal with it. Yeah. And understandably, like I, I get it, but it's kind of like you really should know, like you said before, like do the research on it before you kind of like, especially before they call you. Like Most then again, don't. then mm-hmm. again though, maybe their research is the problem because they're researching like articles and stuff that are kind of like swaying them one way. Oh yeah. 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 And people it, always like they, people like to report on what they want. Like when they hear something they want to hear. Yeah. I, I think some people are afraid to research to find out that it is legal and to find out the real rules. They'd rather hear that it's not so that they know that they're not doing something wrong. Yeah. If, if that makes sense. It sounds weird. No, it makes sense. I think they're kind of afraid of it actually being true because they want to. They don't want to go and get the account and then all of a sudden they get shut down, mm-hmm. you know, and, and now they're in trouble with the law, you know, which for some people that has happened. They've there's places that were selling help that have been raided by local uh, law enforcement. And, like, were they actually selling hemp or was mm-hmm. it? Okay. They were selling hemp, but because... The reputation. and the reputation of hemp and them not knowing about things like COAs, the Certificate of Analysis, which proves what it is. You know, it's being, all testing has to be done by a third-party lab, so there's no manipulation going on. And we get, we get all that in. But for some people, unfortunately, they were... The store was raided, stuff was taken from them, and they may or may not still be in jail fighting to get out because oh, wow. they had to prove that they were selling hemp. I'm, I'm actually really glad that you touched on that because that's what I wanted to move into a little bit. As far as the merchants, like the people who are selling it and the people who mm-hmm. are trying to start these businesses, what advice would you have to them as an expert on this? Uh, again, do your homework. Yeah. You got you to gotta make sure you're getting your products from a company that's getting their stuff from a from a reputable place, uh, you have a lot of low quality hemp oil that's coming from China, mm. and you really can't tell the difference. Um, I see a lot of it being sold in gas stations. Is it cheaper? Yeah, it is cheaper. It's in in some aspects, even the labeling looks cheap. Um, for instance, I, I recently saw some CBD oil being sold in a gas station, and just the look of it, it just looked like what what people would call snake oil, which is like fake right crap. You know, it's mostly vegetable glycerin and corn syrup and food coloring, and then there's like a little drop of hemp oil. It's thick, and this is probably being sold in certain neighborhoods still, mm-hmm. like specific neighborhoods where like they probably won't know any better or any yeah. different. Yeah. It really Pri- sucks. Though. Price really will uh, let you know the difference. You know what? Wh- how how is the price? Like how should it be? Uh, depending on what you need it for, because if you're going for a low milligram CBD oil. Uh, tincture you know which is the dropper mm-hmm. uh you start off small you're gonna pay like maybe 25 30 bucks but that's a fair that's a fair normal price mm-hmm. but as the doses increases as the milligrams increase it, you could go all the way up to 200 dollars for one bottle okay. bottles may be a little bigger mm-hmm. but you're gonna pay more for it because the concentration of hemp oil is a lot stronger okay so it, it kind of depends on what you're getting but if you see Ten twenty dollars, you probably should stay away from it. Yeah, if I saw if I saw ten twenty dollars for like a two hundred milligram bottle of CBD oil, I would I would question that. I would I would ask for a COA. You, whether you're a business owner or a consumer, you can request a COA. 
And like a gas station wouldn't have that, or what should they're they have? Supposed it? to. Okay. You're supposed to have it. If you're if you're selling the products, you should have it. And like, what would you see on the CO? Like, what it, would people look for? You want to look for uh, the THC content. Okay. Number one. Number two. Uh, I would even look at the lab that did it. Number three, you should ask them uh, if it's like a white labeled product. Ask them where they got it from. Okay. And then you can actually get additional information from that company. And they have to give oh, it to from you. before, yeah. Huh. Like, we can trace. In theory, you're supposed to be able to trace the hemp all the way back to the farm, the lot it was grown in. And it, that, does it always work out that way? Or, like, it, it should? It, it's, it's, it should. You're supposed to be able to get the lot number. Mm-hmm. And then you can get additional information on the grower make sure that their that their THC is or that not their THC their their hemp is not hot okay meaning it has too much THC content in it makes sense okay wow I learned a lot now yeah. I do have a question too like a little outside of the professional realm the people that we know like that would sell like edibles and stuff like that how do you know if that is safe like how, uh, people who are okay there's uh, no way to a big thing that's that's coming up now in uh, the mar- on the marijuana side is does your cannabis have pesticides? Oh yeah, because a lot it's of times it's grown, yeah, or maybe it's being grown indoors, but they could still be using, they could, they could still be spraying it with some heavy chemicals, and they go break it down, and then you go and smoke it. You you could have a lot of pesticides floating around in your body. Yeah. Wow. You just don't know that. That's why the dispensary aspect is so important because you can ask them what they're using, mm-hmm. and some dispensaries will let you grow your own plant there. They'll grow it for you, so it's your plant. No one else is touching that plant. Oh, like inside of one of the okay. Oh yeah, you can go there and check on the on the progress, and if you want to go there and get some of your own buds, you you go there and get. It. Of course, you got to pay for that service, but I think that's a good trade off. I mean, it's probably better than buying f- from somebody's kitchen. Yeah, or yeah. trying to do it yourself and having it just you know waste the money, waste the time. Just have them do it. They're professionals. Wow. Okay, I'm glad, I'm glad I asked that actually. <laughs> um, so I always like to ask on the show, like, what's next? Like, what do you see yourself? What what do you see yourself doing next? I think this is merchant services is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, my training, if you want to call it that, has has been in high risk. So I think, you know, I I can always dabble in that space. Um, I, I'm I'm kind of toying around with what what's next as far as cannabis and, and merchant services because there's there's just so much. Like mm-hmm. at one point, I was looking at starting product, doing the products myself. I was going to say like. It. Do you want to do this? Yeah, but now I'm like I, I don't know because everybody and their mother's getting into it now, and I don't I don't want to be. But like, you have the you have the knowledge of it though. Like like mm-hmm. I feel like if everybody did it, like like for me, I feel like everybody's doing podcasts. But I just don't feel like everybody does podcasts like me. Like I know right. I'm doing a little bit differently. <laughs> Whereas you, like everybody's you know getting into this industry, but everybody doesn't have like the knowledge or did the research exactly. like how you would do. So yeah. I think you probably should. That way, if I want to buy edibles, I can. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know it's good stuff. Yeah, it's not, it's I'm, not I'm a reputable person to go to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then to close out every show, I always do something where I ask people to. I feel like the world is like a a giant like puzzle, and I feel like we all have like these puzzle pieces, and we put it together, and we can teach different people about our industries, or like give them advice on like going forward in life, or maybe even our own motto. Like, what would you put on your puzzle piece? That's a really good question. Uh, I. I I don't know. There, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot I could put on there, but if we're talking about uh, business and we're talking about uh, you know working together and, and networking and things like that, I would say uh, become a student of life, of your life, 
understand what you're doing and how to market yourself so that you can get the best possible experience for yourself because not everybody's on the same path. Okay. Uh, everybody has something different to offer. That's, that it goes in well with what you said about it being a puzzle. Uh, but yeah, be, be, become a student of your life. Don't just suck up random knowledge just for the sake of sucking it up and you have nothing to spit out because it, you have nowhere to, to apply it. Just become a specialist of, of your own life. That was really good. I liked it. Um, I would usually at this point in the show, I ask people to give their social medias, but I don't really, <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time to do that. I mean, I, I would, I scroll on Reddit, you know, every day. I, I like reading different stuff on there. I, I look at funny stuff as, as kind of a break, but I don't, I don't, I did do Instagram, uh, last year, but then I, I just, I, I just lost I think interest. You're the only tw- 29. I'm, I turned 30 last 30. year. You're the only 30. Yeah, I should know that because we're on the same. You're the only 30-year-old person that I know that is like, ah, I'm good. I don't want to really deal with Instagram and social media. And I think if you had it on there, though, with this profession that you have, people would be really interested in following you. Maybe. Okay. So from that aspect, I I could I could do something. I think you should. Okay. As, soon as, he, as soon as I get his inf- Instagram information, I'll let you guys know about it. Thank you once again, Jared, for yeah. coming in. Thank um, you. A small note, like I haven't seen Jared in like maybe like a year or two. So this is the first time we've actually talked, which is crazy to me because like I I feel like it's like a connection that just doesn't go away. Yeah. Even though, uh, you know, you get busy. I, everybody gets busy. So like I'm, I never feel a certain way if you're like, if I don't hear from you, I'm just like, okay, he's he's working. I'm working. There's times I don't even like look at everything on my phone. Like yeah. Just get buried or emails get buried or whatever. So like my brother had texted me the other week and it was like way down <laughs> far. And I was like, Oh crap, I gotta like, I gotta get back to him. So like it, it stuff happens, but I think we have that understanding. Mm-hmm. I just, I just wanted to put that out there because like, I know people who are younger than us will hear the show and listen to it. And I just want them to know that it's okay to still like consider yourself friends with people and still try to like manage those connections, but don't, don't get so like, don't get so like, oh, my God, I haven't talked to this person in two weeks. Like, we're not friends anymore. Because I see that happen so much with people our age, actually. Mm-hmm. And I just, it, like, time. drives me crazy, especially on Facebook, too. People do, maybe that's why you're not on there. It, it, it creates, it does create a lot more headache. Yeah. Because people see things like, you know, Facebook and Instagram, that's like the, your, their highlights or whatever. Yeah. You know, you've seen the memes about stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it, but it's true. It, it, they are just highlights. You know, you, you don't really don't know what that person's doing. They could be posting in a picture of a drink, you know, oh, I'm having a great time at the bar, but they could have had, like, a really bad two weeks. Or they could be at home. Or they could be at home. Lying. Yeah, it could be an old picture. Then <laughs> <laughs> there's that. It's like, you don't even know if it's true. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. But, you know, maybe I should do the Instagram thing from a professional aspect. Absolutely. Not, not the personal aspect. Yeah. That's just a waste of time to me. Ouch. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you once again for coming on the show. Thank you guys for listening. This has been another edition of Industry Friends. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Industry Friends. I am the host, Dexter Stuckey. If you liked what you heard, do me a favor and rate the show. Subscribe to the show. Review the show. Repost the show. Please tell your friends about it. I really appreciate it. Industry Friends, your audio foot in the door. Industry, Industry Friends. friends.